Welcome back to Pop Culture Blast. I am your host, Danny. I am very excited to do a next episode, but this one may be a little uh, unorganized. So, when, uh, since Wednesday, I had started my full-time job over at the Collins House in Davenport, where I am working at a summer program called Adventure Camp. I work with kids from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade. It has been so much fun, and I'm really glad I took the job. But kids wear me out. (laughs) And the worst part today is we had to go on a field trip, and I absolutely loved it. I had so much fun, but there's like a point I was like, oh, thank God it's Friday, TGIF. (laughs) So... Yeah, that's basically what I've been doing, and I'm going to be doing it until August. I'm very, very excited to venture forward in this job. I've met so many amazing people, and I love the kids so much. Yes, they do wear me out a little bit, but they are the most sweetest human beings ever. So since I have... The past few days, I've been up at 5 a.m. And I, you know, head to my shift at 8 a.m. And then, you know, working until 4. It's been a little bit of a pain in the butt, but I am getting used to it. And I'm very, very excited that I took this job opportunity. So, yeah, that's basically what's kind of been going on with me. So I wasn't able to, like write down as much because you guys don't see it but I have like an itinerary I have for like every episode I'm very organized about it I was gonna do it last night but then I was pooped (laughs) I was in my bed and you know like when you're tired and like part of your like body starts falling asleep like my I couldn't even open my right eye it was so bad (laughs) So, anyways, you don't need to know my life story. (laughs) Um, We're going to start the episode today. So, Johnny Depp joined TikTok after the verdict was heard. Now, you guys don't have to hear about it anymore, but this kind of blew up on TikTok. So, um, after, like I said, after the verdict was read, Johnny Depp had joined TikTok I didn't really know this at first until I was scrolling through my For You page. I think I must have just gotten off of work. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, Johnny Depp joined TikTok. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? Because, <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. Not because he's, like, old or anything. But, well, even then, a lot of old people have TikTok. Anyways. <laughs> um he did end up joining. Oh, yeah, he actually joined Tuesday. So it was the day before I started working. So he uh, posted his first video to TikTok. That was a message to his fans. He said, in quote, 
To all of my most treasured, loyal, and unwavering supporters, we've been everywhere together. We have seen everything together. We have walked the same road together. We did the right thing together, all because you cared. And now, we will all move forward together. You are, as always, my employers, and once again, I am whittled down to no way to say thank you. Other than just by saying thank you. So thank you. My love and respect, JD. I think that is very, very sweet. Um, but also the video, it was um, him waving to fans from his vehicle. And then, you know, there's also some scenes of him playing his guitar on stage and preparing for his performance backstage. So if you didn't listen to my last episode, I can just fill you in. So he couldn't go to the trial where they the jury had reached the verdict because he had a th- thing that had been planned for so long. He was actually in the UK with Jeff Beck and they were performing together and having fun together, but I think he tuned in uh, from there um, when it was live. And I'm really glad that justice was served. And, you know, this goes to show that, you know, men do get abused too. And even though they both were found liable for defamation, Amber Heard has to pay him the most money. But um, with the last episode, too, I had mentioned that the lawyer said that Amber's looking to appeal it. So that's going to be a huge thing, too. I am not ready for it whatsoever. (laughs) So another thing I'll be reporting about... (laughs) Reporting about... (laughs) Um... So I was talking to somebody because, like, I really needed ideas because, you know, after the defamation trial, I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's, like, nothing. So um, the person I was talking to, they had mentioned that R. Kelly is more in the news now. So trigger warning ahead, I will be talking about, you know, sexual abuse and assault and all of that. Uh, I won't go too much into it. I can just kind of recap kind of what R. Kelly did. So he had gotten convicted, I would like to say 2019. Um, If you didn't know, um, on Lifetime, they had done a documentary called Surviving R. Kelly. I had watched that, and then I also watched the part two as well that I don't think very many people know about. So this, like, you know, there's always been, been like, history of R. Kelly being a disgusting individual. And it, like, started all the way back in the 90s where he had married Aaliyah, who was 15 years old. (laughs) And he was 27 and also had lied about her age. If you've seen the documentary, you probably know all of this. This is why I'm going to do a quick recap since he is becoming more common in the news now because I I don't really know what it is about, you know, the verdict and everything and 
you know, people are saying, oh, I want this to happen and this to happen. I want them to, you know, stay in there and rot, you know, da 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 So it had been going on for a while. And then, you know, if you've seen the documentary, you know, I respect the woman that came forward. I know like that is hard to do, especially with someone who was so prominent in the news, you know, who came from a sad story and, and it's, you know, disgusting that, you know, he took advantage of them. And also like, it's not like, um, but even though he came from like very bad background, it's not an excuse to take advantage of women. And, you know, the sad thing is this was happening, you know, back in these times and everything, like when he like first became famous. So he had been sued quite a lot in 96. He was sued for emotional distress by a Tiffany Hawkins and had also said that she was having intercourse with R. Kelly in 91 when she was 15 and he was 24. And he had been sued by an intern. Uh, The woman's name was Tracy Sampson. She had accused him of inducing her, quote-unquote, into an indecent sexual relationship when she was only 17. And the whole reason I'm saying these ages is because below the age of 18, I think where he was at, you know, they can't, you know, consent to having sex because they're still so young. And I mean, the age of consent is different everywhere. Like in Iowa, unfortunately, it's 16, which makes me very sick to my stomach. But anyways, in April slash May of 2002, there were two more court cases Patrice Jones had sued him. She had claimed he impregnated her when she was underage and that she was forced to have an abortion. And then Amontina Woods also sued him as well, alleging that he had uh, videotaped them having intercourse without her knowledge. And then the recording was circulated on a quote-unquote sex tape that was sold by bootleggers under the title R. Kelly Triple X. And so they had settled both the cases out of court, paying undisclosed sums and returns for NDAs. Then in June of 2002, um, he was charged with 21 counts of uh, child sex abuse videos involving various sexual acts. Um, uh, The police accused him of taping the acts and enticing a minor to participate in them. And then 2002 to 2004, arrest prompts were, yes, there was arrest prompts. And there, that means, you know, there were further charges. He was charged with 12 counts of producing child sexual abuse images in Florida, where he was arrested at his holiday home. Uh, they came after the police seized a camera during the arrest, which contained images of him having intercourse with an underage girl. The charges were dropped when a judge agreed with Kelly's defense team that the police had lacked sufficient evidence to justify 
the search. I'm so sorry. I am so tired. So this is probably going to be a little all over the place, but the reason why I really want to go into depth with this is so I can kind of explain it because I know like a lot of people know, but I'm pretty sure people had forgotten as well. But in the documentary, you know, it happened, you know, when he was huge and famous and everyone loved him. Everybody wanted to be with him. And, you know, under, you know, you know, off stage and everything, you know, he was taking advantage of young girls who were not even able to legally give consent. So that is rape. <laughs> In 2017, there was allegations of a quote-unquote cult. So um, a detailed BuzzFeed report had accused him of trapping six women into a sex quote-unquote cult. Now, this was talked about a little bit in the documentary. So R. Kelly would, like, take advantage and control of their lives, you know, dictating what they eat, how they dress, when they bathe, when they sleep, and... You know, they engage in social encounters that he records. Um, I think there's another one, like, they were not allowed to talk to each other. But, and if they did, um, R. Kelly would, you know, beat the crap out of them. Which was very, very disgusting. If you want to, you know, kind of educate yourself more on it, I would honestly watch the documentary. It is, it was hard to sit through. It took me forever because... You know, some of those women, you know, I was the same age as them, you know, when they were going into it, not like, you know, year wise, but, you know, these girls were like 16, 17 and, you know, being taken advantage. And, you know, at the time I was walking the, watching the documentary, I was like 16, 17 as well. And it just made me physically ill to my stomach and... The one that really got me the most, I think her name is Geronda. And, you know, she was like huge fan of him and was like, oh my gosh, like, you, I think there was a point he was in court and, you know, she was like, oh, I support you. And, you know, and it's not her fault because, you know, he had manipulated his entire fan base and it had worked. So I think what happened was, she got in, I think she had lied about her age, and they went to a place in his house, and she, he's like, okay, I want you to walk around, you know, like, without a shirt on, and, like, without a bra on, and, you know, she, like, is like, oh, my real age is, I think it was 16, and he, or 15 or 16, and he was like, oh, that doesn't matter at all, and I don't know, her, her story I mean, all of their stories really touched me. But I, I don't know, with Geronda, that was, you know, she was such a huge fan of him and, like, loved him and adored him and looked up to him. And he went and betrayed that and then took advantage of her just because he could. So, and, like, she was, like, talking more. And she's like, you know, because of this, you know, I had went through so much trauma. Like, I can't even have sex with my husband and it it really broke my heart but then they were doing like oh like how are they doing now and then I think she ended up getting pregnant with a child so I was really excited for her but she was like the one I like 
definitely remember. I mean, I remember all of them, like uh, Joycelyn and Dominique and Ezreal, because I know they were still like under his control, even though he was, you know, being charged and everything. You know, they were sitting there in a hotel room. I think uh, Joycelyn and Ezreal, I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. You know, they were doing an interview, and I think it was Joycelyn. You know, she had always wanted to be an artist, and, you know, they were talking about that, and the parents were like, you know, you know, she loved music, and he ruined that for her and took advantage of her. And, uh, you know, she was in the interview, and she's like, no, my parents forced me to do it. I hate it. And her parents were so crushed by that because it was something she loved um I remember in the show as well Dominique was able to get out because I think they went to do I think a wellness check and they had saved her and you know she was you know damaged emotionally from that I really hope she's doing okay because she was, like, breaking down on camera and, like, couldn't even talk because of how, like, emotionally scarred she was. Anyways, so, like I said, um, like, with 2017 to 2018, uh, victims had ended up approaching the press. And they talk about Geronda Pace. Uh, there was also a woman named Kitty Jones who had said... He had starved her, coerced her into sexual encounters with other women, and physically abused her. And actually, uh, Geronda Pace uh, went on to testify against him in the 2021 trial. Now with Miss Kitty, um, along with the other members of R. Kelly's inner circle, you know, took a uh, talk or spoke to a documentary that was by the BBC. And one former friend and collaborator, Lovell, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Lovell Jones um, said that he had asked uh, Lovell to scout up women that quote-unquote that looked young at parties and claimed that it was quote-unquote common knowledge that the singer preferred young girls, which was disgusting. So then in 2018, like, that documentary, you know, really had spoken out to people. So then there was hashtag mute R. Kelly, or mute R. Kelly, and then the staff departured and there was a new court case. So the, um, the hashtag mute R. Kelly campaign um, had lobbied record label RCA to cut ties with the singer they had also had targeted concert promoters ticket sellers and streaming services like spotify apple music pandora yada yada that all agreed to demote kelly's songs from their playlist which unfortunately was a decision that was later reversed if i remember right i know r kelly's music was still on spotify because i hate the man i hope he rots but it, it's really sad because his music is, like, it's something, like, I had never heard before. Like, I like Bump and Grind and, you know, 
the ignition remix and trapped out of the closet or trapped in the trapped in the closet i'm sorry um you know that whole series thing he did like that was that was genius and it's really unfortunate because he had all of this talent but i think he was praised so much that it grew his ego and then he now had thought that he could do whatever he wanted Anyway, so around the same time with the hashtag Mute R. Kelly campaign, uh, the star or um, R. Kelly's lawyer, publicist, and personal assistant all quit. And then R. Kelly continued to perform live despite protests outside of shows and was filmed saying the campaign against him was quote-unquote too late. And um, he ended up making a song called I Admit, so some of the lyrics um, is only God can mute me, which he had sang defiantly on this song. Am I supposed to go to jail or lose my career because of your opinion? Like, there's all this evidence about you being disgusting. Like, this is not, you know, a personal opinion. You know, many people experienced it. I mean, even his pew. Even his inner circle came out and said he was disgusting. Well, I know there was one point where I cannot remember who it was, but it was somebody defending them and then proceeding to like absolutely crap on these, you know, victims that came forward. It was, it was disgusting. I, I can't remember who it was. It was from his inner circle and they just seemed snarky and disgusting and... It, it made me so sick to my stomach because it's already hard enough for these victims to come out, especially coming out about, you know, somebody who's very prominent in the news and was an inspiration to everybody. And, you know, of course that would be hard, you know, but, you know, they were shunned all the time. They were screamed at and, you know, they are very strong women and I applaud them for that and you know they're going on to live their lives too and you know still being successful women like I mean that's hard so I I I give props to them also there was a former partner of his who I don't remember if there was a name but um the partner said he intended that R. Kelly intentionally infected her with an STD. So, like I said, in 2019, Surviving R. Kelly comes out. And this kind of, I can kind of explain it to you kind of without spoiling it. But, so it started out like how he grew up. You know, he grew up poor and you know, he had siblings and, you know, he himself was molested when he was younger and, you know, like he couldn't read, but he was like very good at music and then kind of like walking up to this point. Like even like his brother spoke, his um, music teacher spoke, like a lot of his, you know, family and everything and it kept him grounded until you know he was 
he of course was getting all of this praise. So then that caused his ego to inflate. And, you know, now he's like, I'm untouchable. I can do anything I want. Well, you were wrong. <laughs> You're very, very wrong. <laughs> so anyways, um, after the um, uh, documentary was broadcast, he was dropped by his record company and then planned concerts in the U.S. and New Zealand were canceled. Also, it was, I believe, uh, February of 2019, a lawyer by the name of Michael... Avenatti. It's A-V-E-N-A-T-T-I. I really, I, if I'm butchering these names, I'm so sorry. Um, he had said he had obtained a video of R. Kelly having intercourse with a 14-year-old. And then weeks later from this, uh, R. Kelly was charged in Chicago with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. And, you know, of course... <laughs> He pleaded not guilty, and then there was this TV interview. I cannot remember what it was on. I believe it was CBS. Yes, it was CBS. Um, he had this TV interview, and, you know, of course, he's going to be asked about this because, you know, it's, you know, the people who are doing the interview, they're just trying to do their job, and their job is to ask these questions, and he went mental, was like throwing a chair and he's I didn't do anything. Like having a temper tantrum like a five-year-old. And I give absolute props to the interviewer because she kept her cool. And like I said, like he lost it. So then um, some later prosecutors filed filed an additional 11 char 11 charges of sexual assault and abuse against a minor age between 13 and 16. So these documents described some intercourse things I'm not going to go too in depth that was quote unquote by the use of force or threat of force and the accuser was thought to be one of the women featured in Surviving R. Kelly who said she met the singer during a previous trial which I believe it sounds like Geronda, but I could be totally wrong. Like, I mean, they each have a different story, but there's always some kind of pattern. So then in July 2019, this is when the sex trafficking charges came in. He was hit with two separate federal indictments in Illinois and Brooklyn. The allegations uh, depicted an organized event from the star and his associates to recruit and also transport these underage girls over state lines for illegal sexual purposes, if I remember right. So what would happen is R. Kelly would go into a venue and, you know, he'd be like, oh, I kind of like that girl over there. And then one of his associates would come over and be like, Rob wants to see you. And then this would like go on and on. And, you know, of course, R. Kelly's like this big star. You know, he sings and sings about sexual intercourse and making love and all of that. And, you know, of course the women are going to be like, oh my gosh, like he's giving me attention. This is what I've always wanted. And, you know, would put their absolute trust in these women or, you know, into him and it would turn absolutely sour. There was also... um 
production of child sex abuse images, as well as conspiracy to obstruct justice by destroying evidence and bribing or threatening witnesses. I know he had paid some, like, a lot of money to keep their mouth shut. So, in August 2019, his bail was denied. He had appeared in court in New York, and, you know, of course, he pleads not guilty, but was denied bail on the grounds that he posed a flight risk. You know, he's got connections and everything. He could take a private jet and, you know, leave. So then also days later, uh, prosecutors in Minnesota filed prostitution charges against the star, meaning he faced criminal cases in three U.S. states. The application for bail was denied by a federal judge in Brooklyn, and Magistrate Judge Stephen L. Tescione, Tescione? I hope I'm pronouncing that right, said he was, quote-unquote, extremely troubled by the potential for witness tampering. So in March of 2020, his trial was delayed. So uh, his Chicago trial was delayed by six months after prosecutors had seized more than 100 electronic devices, including smartphones, iPads, and hard drives from a storage facility holding the store's tour equipment. Uh, they had also updated the charges against the, against the star to, quote-unquote, add yet another victim to the list of allegations. The new victim, referred to as, quote-unquote, minor six, met R. Kelly in the late 90s at the age of 14 or 15. And, of course... He pleads not guilty to all of the charges. So in August 2020, there was witness tampering. So three of R. Kelly's associates were charged with attempting to intimidate, harass, or pay off alleged victims in the racketeering case. There was one point, uh, one one of the victims, they were offered $500,000 to buy her silence, although no money was ultimately exchanged. Another um, was threatened with the release of sexually explicit photos, and a third woke up to find her car had been set alight in her driveway. And then the charges that were filed in New York did not indicate whether Kelly authorized the actions. And, of course, <laughs> the <laughs> I'm sorry, our Kelly's lawyer denied any involvement, like, there is proof. <laughs> but I know, of course, you know, R. Kelly's such, you know, huge egotistical maniac. Of course he's going to say not guilty. Sorry, that was, that was a little too much. <laughs> so August to September of 2020, uh, there was a prison assault. So R. Kelly was attacked in his sleep by a fellow inmate. And then, you know, of course... You know, nobody can touch baby or Kelly, even though he didn't have a problem touching other people without their consent. So, uh, the lawyer's like, oh my gosh, you know, he needs to be released immediately um, and said, quote unquote, the government cannot ensure his safety. And the request, along with other attempts to get R. Kelly released on bail, was denied. <laughs> then... In June of 2021, the legal team was replaced. The lawyers asked to withdraw from the case. And then Steve Greenberg and Michael Leonard said it was, quote-unquote, impossible to work alongside a pair of new lawyers the star had hired. So in August of 2021, the um, relationship between R. Kelly and 
Aaliyah was confirmed. So uh, U.S. District Judge Anne M. Donnelly made a series of rulings to narrow down uh, what evidence could be showed to the jury. So during this hearing, she had asked one of the singer's lawyers whether they denied the star, or the star, R. Kelly had sexual relations with Aaliyah while she was underage. And then uh, Thomas A. Farinella had, quote-unquote, let out a deep sigh and responded, no. Well, come on. <laughs> so, finally, in August to September of 2021, uh, there was the trial and then the verdict. So, on September 27th, 2021, following two days of deliberation, the jury found the U.S. the U.S. star R. Kelly guilty on all nine counts. Sentencing is, was due on May 4th, and the disgraced 50-year-old could end up spending decades behind bars. <laughs> so, uh, there was a woman called Gloria Allred. She was a lawyer who represented several victims had said, I have been practicing law for 47 years. During this time, I've pursued many sexual predators who have committed crimes against women and children. And she had also said, of all the predators that I have pursued, Mr. Kelly is the worst. So the reason you're probably thinking, Danielle, Danielle this is like 2021. You know, why, why are we still talking about it? Well, there's, for some reason, he's like blowing up in the news again. Apparently, the... Uh, the feds had recommended that he get more than 25 years of sex crimes conviction and saying that, you know, they want him trapped in a jail cell for 25 plus years. You know, obviously he's never going to get out, you know, with all of this proof, including like, you know, the, the you know, the pictures of the underage woman and the videos and you know, lots of witnesses and all their stories are consistent. It's it's absolutely disgusting. So I had brought this up, well, not only because of him being prominent in the news, but this is a very, very perfect example of how dark Hollywood is. You know, this, you know, man was loved by many. I mean, even my mom was a huge fan growing up. I think she had went to one of his concerts and we were talking about the documentary and she's like, I'm, you know, very disappointed. You know, I, you know, he, I grew up on his music and, you know, he was a very prominent, you know, part of my life. And, you know, just, it's, it's really sad, but yeah, like I said, perfect, perfect, example unfortunately so we're gonna move on from the dark stuff we are going to be talking about a tv show i've been watching so i am a huge fan of seth MacFarlane. i was in love with him for years he if you don't know who he is he's like the guy who made family guy and american dad and the cleveland show like, he's very, he's a very talented human being. And, you know, he's very outspoken and he's 
really cute cats and also like does music and everything. Um, he even has like albums, which are really good. It's very like Frank Sinatra-esque and I love it. So he has a show called The Orville. So it used to be broadcasted on Fox, but it has since been moved to Hulu. So I had started watching it as soon as it came out. You know, I watched the first season and then the second season, and they uh, finally released the new season, but they're, like, doing, like, episodes every now and then. So I just watched the second episode of the new season, and I... I really like it. So I'm going to kind of give a brief description on kind of what the Orville is. So it's a science fiction comedy drama. So it's about a man named Ed Mercer. He is an officer in the Planetary Union's line of exploratory space vessels, like all the way into the future. And it was inspired by the original Star Trek, and, like, Star Trek Next Generation. So if you, like, know about Seth MacFarlane, he loves Star Trek. Like, any he, he's a big old nerd, but he loves Star Trek. You know, and, like, Back to the Future and Family Guy and all of, like, these science fiction things. So he had been uh, working on this for a while. So it's like a parody of Star Trek. And so this show, it follows the crew on um, the ship USS Orville on, like, their adventures. Like, right now they were looking in unexplored space. And they get to this place where if you're, like, you know, exposed to these spores and everything, you become, like, some kind of spider-human thing. Not like Spider-Man, but, like, spiders and they can, their like green goo comes out and then it can change people. It's crazy. <laughs> so this show um, had received very negative reviews um, during the first season. And then season two was a bit better. I think it was because they're like, well, it's like, it's like Star Trek. It's probably like, you know, the 40 middle-aged men who you know, don't come out of their house and, you know, talk about the theories of Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. I am not calling anybody out, I promise. So the reason why I really like this show is because kind of like the background of it. So, you know, money is like no longer a thing. Like it was extinct. I don't remember how to explain it. And it's a by, it's by like the level of respect you have, you know, how much have you accomplished? And that kind of is like the monetary value. So, you know, um, Ed Mercer, he's very highly respected in space and all of that. So, you know, he decides to create his you know, he also has this team of very, very respected people as well. I know they're, they're, they're really cool. Like, they're all, like, from different places in the world. There's, like, one 
that his name is Bordis, and he is a creature from Mocklis. He's a Mocklin. And, like, basically, like, their species is all males. And if there's a female, then they, like, do, like, a sex change into a male. And it's just, it's very interesting. Like, kind of when you look more in depth, like, obviously, the people who are producing and writing this show, you know, have very well thought out plot lines. And then, you know, you have uh, Ed Mercer, and then you have uh, another co-captain I would like to say you know like they were married but then something horrible happened and they brought them back together and you know they're still very very close friends there is a robot named Isaac who is from the Kalon planet and with like the Kalon they're like all robots and they're all evil and stuff and I don't know it's really cool like there's you know, like, money is, like, no longer a thing anymore. And it's about, you know, the level of respect. And also, they have, like, these synthesizers where, like, you know, if you're really, really craving, like, like nachos, you can just uh, press the thing and say, oh, I would like nachos. And it would just, like, come out. I don't know. It's very, very interesting. But it's, like I said, it's very well thought out. So, of course, there are three seasons. So, you have the first season, then you have the second season, and then the new season, it's called um, New Horizons. So, oh, I'm looking right now at the, um, the Wikipedia page, I'm sorry, but they have, like, the original release dates. Apparently... They're having one out the 16th, if you want to watch it. It is is very good. I absolutely love it. (laughs) And I think, like, once you, like, really look into it, like, you can see, like, you know, like, their uh, stories and everything are very well thought out. And um, uh, Norman MacDonald played a blob. (laughs) And, like, he's always hitting on um, the doctor that's on there. And then <laughs> it's so funny. It's also really hilarious, too. And, you know, Seth MacFarlane puts his twist on it. Um, it's really funny. If you watch Family Guy, you know, he really likes Kermit the Frog. So he, like, even his office, he has a little Kermit the Frog, like, sitting on his lamp. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. And, you know, of course, like, even though it's, like, very well thought out, the stories are well written and everything, and, like, it's, you know, perfectly done. It also has a lot of humor in it, too. So if you want to check it out, you should totally check it out. It's really, 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 really good. And I'm really glad the um, season finally came out. It was supposed to come out in 2020. Yeah, 2020-ish, but they had to push it back because of uh, COVID. So, oh, also, there, and I'm totally geeking out about this. I'm so sorry. Um, Like, they have, like, music. They have, like, a really good musical 
musical score. So like, you know, like in Star Wars, how like John Williams, you know, composes all of the music and then has like the big orchestras and everything. Well, it's scored like, you know, like Star Wars and it is beautiful. So yeah, please go watch it. It's, I promise you, it is so good. All right, guys, so that's the end of the episode. These episodes are getting more longer and longer. I think I'm becoming more, like, relaxed about it. I remember, like, if I didn't say this word right, then I would have to re-record the entire thing again. But I think you guys must really like me being all over the place. (laughs) So... This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALAFM St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. So I hope to be back soon. I know I'm, like I said, I'm working full time now. So hopefully I'm able to squeeze in another session because I absolutely love doing this. So, yeah, I hope you guys tune into the next episode or any other episodes if you really like my ranting. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. Bye.